welcome to The Powerful Project. I'm V. And I'm Kirsty. And we are two female fitness coaches passionate about empowering women to feel strong and confident in their bodies. We discuss all things women's wellness, including training, nutrition, mindset, and women's health. Let's jump in. Today, we're discussing cardio. Now, cardio is very important in our journey. It often does get demonized in the current fitness landscape, but we're here to remind you that it is super important for your health and well-being. I know many women start their fitness journey with a lot of cardio, so doing sports or running or swimming, so it sure has its place. And there is a recommended amount of exercise from the Australian Heart Foundation (laughs) of 30 minutes a day, and cardio um, adds into that. So it is super important to have in your week. Yeah, cardio is unfortunately not the devil and it gets a bit of a bad rap. It's either fitness industry says, yes, you have to do cardio or everyone says, no, 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 no cardio at all. You don't need it. But what is cardio? Yeah, so confusing. It is cardiovascular training. So exercise that mainly work your heart, lungs, circulatory system and cardiovascular fitness. The difference from strength movements is that you will find more repetitive movements, higher repetitions, and it uses different systems in our body. So our body actually has different energy systems or uses different fuel to do certain movements. So if you're doing higher reps, you're using a different energy systems to long distance um, or strength movements. So that's something for another episode. We will talk about that if that's interesting to you. Um, But now come back to what is cardio. So cardio is really good for your heart health, your blood pressure, your circulation, your blood flow and heart rate. It's also super important for brain health and memory as well as fitness and stamina, but also mood, sleep, and energy. So overall, we do need to get some form of cardio in. It's not the devil. We do have to move and we do have to do different things than just going to the gym, but it all depends. Cardio is fabulous for us, but I just want to go back to that point you said about the difference between strength movements and cardio movements. I guess it's kind of a spectrum, actually. So you start at strength movements are usually an exercise with a down-up phase, or in the fancy terms, concentric and eccentric phase. So we're aiming for a certain number of reps, and usually it's relatively low, like between 8 to 12, or if you're doing more heavier strength training, it's getting down the low end, such as like 3 to 5. So when we're doing strength training, it's usually things like deadlifts, squats, push-ups, pull-ups, all those sort of movements you'll find in a strength training workout. But higher re- repetition movements are going to be more cardiovascular based. So thinking like walking, running, swimming, but also things like burpees, mountain climbers, squat <laughs> jumps, got jumps, all those fun exercises that are higher repetition, usually a lower overall load, but they are um, getting the heart rates up. So they are kind of along a spectrum. There are some in the middle that are a bit foggy there with what they belong to, but it depends on the rep range and what it's doing to your body. So you can have too much of a good thing. So hopefully you're aware now cardio has a place in everyone's workout regime somewhere but it can be a little bit much for our bodies if we overdo it. And unfortunately, women do have a tendency to start out doing a bit of excessive cardio, especially with the belief that it is what's burning a lot of body fat. So many women often start their journey thinking, okay, I've got to do lots of cardio and I need to eat low calories and I'm going to lose weight. Unfortunately, this isn't going to give you the result that you want. That excessive cardio isn't going to build your body and build the shape that you want. Plus, it's going to have some negative effects. So If you're doing your 30 minutes, fine, but if you're starting to push it to an hour or two hours a day and you're really pushing your body to your limit, it's going to start having some of these negative effects. Unless, I'll put a little asterisk there, you are training for an endurance sport like a marathon or a high-level 
sport, but you should be working with a coach on that to make sure that you are balanced in your routine. That's a little sidebar there. Excessive cardio can create a lot of stress in the body with those repetitive movements I said before. So if you're putting your joints and your tendons through these high repetition exercises that it's not conditioned for yet, it may cause some repetitive strain injuries or shin splints or things like that. So there is a higher risk of injury. It can also spike what's called your cortisol levels, which is your stress hormone because you're pushing yourself to your limits. And stress hormone cortisol has a lot of negative effects on your body with a prolonged period. So it does start to impact your your digestion, your ability to recover, your hormones, and of course, your ability to burn and metabolize fat. So ironically, by doing your hours and hours of cardio, increasing your stress hormone can actually have a negative effect on your ability to metabolize fat. So that's super interesting. It also makes your body on another plane that's similar to the cortisol, makes your body very efficient at burning energy. So people who do a lot of cardio are actually very efficient at burning energy. So to do the same output of cardio, they can burn a lower amount of calories to do that. So they're very energy efficient. So for a marathon runner, this is great because they're not having to shovel in the calories to maintain that high level of output, although they do have to eat a lot. But for someone who's just a general person wanting to get fit and healthy, this means your body's got to be very efficient at burning energy for the same amount of cardiovascular output means you're actually going to burn less energy. So it's actually not great for burning calories, which is many people's initial reason for doing the cardio, which is not what you should be focusing on. It should be for the benefits we said before, your health, your well-being, and making sure it's there for you, not just to burn calories. And cardio is also, for me, it's a great tool of just clearing your mind and going out and doing other things. We should spive away from the focus on, oh, this is going to burn fat. What is my watch telling me? How much do I burn going for this walk? The walk should be for you, for your mental health, for going out, spending time in the sunshine, getting some vitamin D in. So I think it's really important if you're taking anything out of this episode that cardio isn't the devil, you still need it, but (laughs) you don't have to worry about it as much for like an energy expenditure standpoint, but more for your overall health and well-being. Definitely. Remember, going back to nutrition, that is where you'll make the biggest change in your body composition by changing your nutrition. So being in a calorie deficit will lose fat. Being at maintenance will keep you where you're at. Being at a surplus will help you gain muscle or gain body fat. So please remember cardio is there for you, for your health and well-being. Now, let's discuss the different types of cardio. So we're talking about cardio, 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 but there are lots of different types. And so we'll discuss what they are and hopefully you can see where they fit into your week if they do fit into your week to get the benefit that you want out of them. So the first one we'll discuss, which V was just talking about, going in the sun for nice walks. <laughs> That's my favourite type of cardio. <laughs> yes, it's called low intensity steady state, or the shortened word is LIS. And so this is slow, longer distance, longer time, lower intensity exercise. So it's usually under 60% of your maximum heart rate. So if you do wear a fitness watch, it'll be able to tell you when you're at that level. And it's slow, steady, and you're not puffing that much. You can talk. You can keep a general conversation going. So this is like a walk, a gentle cycle, some steady, slow swimming, anything like that. It's going to be really great, low intensity, steady state. Now, this style of cardio is fabulous because it is great for recovery. It helps your circulation and removing waste products. So if you are training quite hard and you're gathering a lot of waste products as your body repairs itself, 
it's going to help clear out a lot with low intensity steady state. It's fabulous for your mindset and your mood and also helping with sleep and recovery. So it's fabulous for that. It's also a really great tool for people that do love a bit of an over-exercising schedule. So if you have your gym day certain days and you really, really feel like you need to do something, we, I call it active recovery days. So you just go for a walk. So you feel like you're doing something. It's really good beneficials actually helping your recovery, but it's not too strenuous on your muscles or anything else that it will get you puffy. You should be able to talk and you should just go nice and casual. And then it's a really good way to fill your time if you need to and really feel like you need to do something. Yep. And it does add up to those daily steps. So again, going back to the nutrition lecture, when you expend energy on a daily basis, you do have what your brain needs to function. You have what's digesting your food. You have your daily activity, but NEAT or non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is a very long word, <laughs> is part of that. Well and although <laughs> walking is, um, you're, you're, you're focusing going for a walk, it does add up to your steps and all the extra activity you're doing on a daily basis. So that can help your overall expenditure of calories. Again, not a big focus on for weight loss. Like we said, please refer back to our nutrition lecture, but it does add up to that. So going for a walk is one of the best things and most underrated things that you can do. Couldn't agree more. Love it. So the next category is moderate intensity steady state. So this is often shortened to MISS, and it is when you're working over 60% of your maximum heart rate, but you're doing it for a prolonged period of time. So this is more suitable for people who are training for a sport or for an endurance event. It's not actually what I recommend too much for your general population women who are wanting to get healthy and fit. Because of the negative effects I said before, it can happen pretty fast with this style of cardio. So your repetitive movement spiking your cortisol. If you're doing this for longer than an hour at a time, your poor old body's under a lot of stress and you're going to need a lot of recovery for it as well. So this is things like running, cycling, swimming, or doing moderate intensity workouts for a long period of time. So you're doing a workout that's a cardio workout for over an hour. It's going to start adding up pretty quick and this can actually cause longer term negative effects. So please be aware of that. Fabulous if it's just once, twice a week for a bit of cardio fitness. Fabulous if you're training for it and you're aware of how to add it into your week. But going for a long run every single day is not often the best thing for you, for your body, and for your overall health and well-being. So please be aware of that. The third aspect is called HIT. This is a shorter period of time, so usually under 30 minutes, where you, sp you alternate a period of work with your exercise, spiking your heart rate above 85% max, then partnering it with a period of rest. So if you looked at your heart rate during a high-intensity interval training workout, it would go up and then come back down a little bit. It would go up, come back down a little bit, as opposed to moderate intensity steady state, you'd go up and then have a moderate level the whole time. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. makes sense. To me. Yeah, and so the reason for that is your heart is getting a harder push, so it's getting obviously a lot of intensity to increase, but then it gets that recovery time. It's really great for your aerobic capacity, which is your ability to utilize oxygen in your body. And lots of studies have started showing that it's great for longevity and keeping your fitness up. So certain sports do have hit in them when you're sprinting down the, the court and then coming back again for a rest. So they can equate to hit. Just be aware of the time period. So when you're going for about 30 minutes or less, like say if you do a it's cardio circuit, where you're doing some exercises for 30 seconds and then resting and then going again, that's a great hit workout. But yeah, if you're going 
further towards the hour, it's going to start becoming more moderate intensity because no one can keep their intensity up for that long unless you're an extremely fit CrossFit athlete. <laughs> I just wanted to touch on that as well, that HIT is a very, very overused word in the fitness industry as well. Oh, yes. Lots of classes are wannabe HIT classes. They're actually a bit too long to be a actual real HIT class because with the high intensity, you're kind of going or aiming for 100%. You can't give 100% for over 30, 40 minutes. No. That's unfortunately not possible. So when we're talking about HIIT training, some of the HIIT training that I really like to use is like sprints on a bike, the assault bike, even sprints on a treadmill. So rather than smashing yourself for 20 minutes, you can smash yourself for 10, really <laughs> go up to those 100% outputs and then rest 100%, rest 100%. And then that way with the HIIT training, you actually make your cardio session a lot shorter. It's really effective and you get more out of it than quote unquote wasting your time <laughs> doing it for like a 45 minute session when really you're not achieving the 100% output and it's more like a miss session anyway. Yeah. So I guess you could almost call them like moderate intensity yeah. interval training sometimes. Very overused, <laughs> very sexy word in your fitness industry. Yes. They kind of have a similar effect. Like Short periods of time, they might be really good for increasing your fitness. You might feel really great, but this is more long period of time. You'll start to see those impacts on your cortisol levels and impacts on your body's efficiency at burning energy. So you want really the least amount of effort for the benefit that you get or the Goldilocks principle with your training. You don't want to be spending hours and hours and hours training every week to see great results with your health, with your body composition and with your fitness. Hashtag minimum effectiveness. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> And you know, we love strength training, so kind of like a bit by that way. <laughs> Just but a little. We want you to be prioritizing your strength training and your mobility so your movement is good, and then dotting your cardio in there for the health benefits and the goals that you have. So, hopefully, it gives you an idea of what types of cardio there are and what you can put into your week. So, like I said before, the low intensity steady state is something everyone can benefit from massively. But then, when it comes to the moderate intensity steady state and the high intensity interval training, this is going to depend more on where you are at with your fitness levels, your goals, and what you can include into your week. Actually, I might make that quick note. HIT is something you have to build up to. So if you're just beginning your training, you need to be starting with a lot of low intensity steady state because your body's not going to be able to push to above your 80% maximum heart rate safely. You might have to start with some gentle increases in your heart rate, gentle increases in your fitness so that you can actually be able to build up to HIT. Yeah. But eventually it is a really good cardio to have in your week. And when it comes down to what cardio suits you, I think predominantly it's really, really important that you do something that you enjoy. That's when it comes down to all those fitness things, the sports you play, if you go to the gym or not, it comes down to what's sustainable. Do you actually enjoy it? And what can you see yourself doing long term? So if you're someone that hates going for a walk, I don't know who you are, but if you do, <laughs> maybe this isn't for you. And that. That might be fine. Maybe you can find something else. You can do go and cycle. You can go swim or do something that you enjoy doing because there's no one type fits all approach. It does come down to what you enjoy. But then again, for beginners, most of my clients, I just tell them to go for a walk. They do their list training. Some of them are really spot on to the step targets. Others just do it randomly when they feel like it or going on the lunch break or there. Yeah. And then... That is really important and that's something that they actually enjoy doing. So really comes back to do what you enjoy. But if your focus is on building strength, 
you probably can do this for recovery as well. Like we touched on before, an active recovery day is going to be awesome and really beneficial for you, not only for your recovery and your cardiovascular health, but also just for your mind and enjoying some nature. For general fitness, this and some HIT is really useful and HIT can be a great tool if it's used correctly and not overused as well. Your cardio targets are dependent on you as a person and your goals. So don't forget it just because Susie on Instagram is doing 100 million hours on a treadmill each week. Or um, five at 45 classes a week. <laughs> doesn't mean that you have to either. So make sure that your cardio sessions align with your goals. If you love a HIIT class, go for it. Like one HIIT class a week won't hurt. If you're doing F45 Monday to Friday morning and evening sessions, because there's people that do double sessions and double classes, maybe have a look at your stress levels and your cortisol and think about if that's actually aligning with your goals or if you could spend your time differently. Yeah, just going to make a bit of a sidebar. You often do get a bit addicted to that style of cardio because of the endorphin release that comes from doing a high or moderate intensity session or a high intensity session. You do feel great. Like you leave a cardio class feeling amazing. So they are great for you to a degree. Just please think of it in the grand scheme of things, how sustainable it is for your life and the effects it will have on your body long term. If you are someone who is at that level of cardiovascular fitness and it's what you're wanting to do long term, that is fine. But your average person living a healthy, sustainable life does not need that much cardio. And unless you're an elite athlete or training for a competition, you probably don't need to do double sessions. You can do a cardio session in the morning and maybe train at night if you really, really need to. But you should also be mindful about not doing cardio before your strength training. It is recommended to either do them separate or cardio after your strength training and not the other way around. Mm, That's actually a very important point, yes. Because again, about the systems in the body that they use, if you're burning out your glycogen stores, which is what you use for energy, pure strength training, doing the cardio, you're going to struggle to get the most out of your strength training session. Your strength training session is where you build your strength, build your muscle, build your shape and get all the postural benefits that we want. If you're already fatigued, you're going to be more chance of injury and get less out of it. So very important. But if you do it afterwards, you are okay because you're burning out the rest of the glycogen. All good. No issues there. (laughs) And I think it's fine to do it afterwards or on a separate day. Yeah, perfect. So just in summary, when it comes down to cardio, we've got three options, list, miss, and hit. All of them are great options, but be aware that some of them might suit your goals better than others. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe to hear more and to stay updated when we release a new episode. But we'd also love you to leave a review if this episode has resonated with you. We're offering a free strategy session to one of our subscribers who leaves a review. Until next time, keep showing up for yourself, take action for your health, and remember that you are powerful.